this is an encore broadcast of Streams in the Desert Live. I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us, and of that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world, take your Bible off the shelf. Read the book of Revelations for yourself. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, May 21st, 2014, for the Streams in the Desert live internet radio broadcast, coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of DoubleWideNetwork.com where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Global Economic Meltdown 2. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. Lord God, I ask that you would open the eyes and ears and the hearts of your people, Lord, to hear what you have to say spiritually in this last hour at 11.59 and split seconds before the return of your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, for those who belong to him. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift that you've given us of eternal life if we will follow you and have a personal relationship with you. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place today. Let the words go out over the airwave that you have prepared and ordained for this hour, dear Lord God. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another fascinating episode of Streams in the Desert Live. My friends, as we begin today's broadcast, I would just like to share the summer of 2007 with you for just a moment or two, where it was somewhere between the months of June and August of 2007 that a friend and I, who is as well gifted in the area of prophetic renderings, had a conversation about something that, at the time, he felt that the Lord was showing him concerning something that would soon take place. Now, at that time, he was in real estate and felt that the Lord had given him an experience and an illustration that would soon become very valuable to others within a very short period of time. 
as I said, he's a realtor by trade who had been riding the mammoth wave of success in selling homes for far beyond what they were worth during the height of the housing bubble, and needless to say, was making a huge sum of money on each due to it. On that particular day of our conversation, he was filling me in on how he had just lost his own home that he had acquired during the heyday of the housing boom due to the fact that housing sales suddenly dropped off and that he could no longer cater to the high lifestyle that had been afforded him. As he told me of how he felt that the Lord would soon be using him and the experience of him losing his home to comfort and minister to others who would shortly be finding themselves in the same situation, I chose to just tuck what he was saying to me in the back of my mind in the mental file cabinet marked prophetic, as I did at the hearing of many other things that I began to hear from that point on. Then in December of 2007, the continued warnings from the Lord, my friends, grew loud enough that concerning the fact, looking back on it now, that something huge was on the horizon and just about to take place, that it prompted me to begin to think that maybe I was to go back to my secular profession so that my household would be prepared financially to battle the soon-coming downturn in the economy as well. That, at that point, was being made very clear to me by the Lord that it was well on the way, and it was at the same time that I, myself, began to feel the crunch of the waning job market. As the Lord would have it, it was not my call to return to the secular workplace, but to prepare as many as would listen, spiritually speaking, that is, for what was to come just nine short months later, when the largest worldwide systemic economic crash since the Great Depression of 1929 would hit. With the stage now set, my friends, at this juncture I would like to share an article with you titled, Exactly like seven years ago, exactly like seven years ago, 2014 is turning out to be eerily similar to 2007, says an excerpt from the Prophecy News Watch newsletter dated April 28, 2014, originally written by Michael Snyder of and posted on the economic collapse, of which begins by saying the similarities between 2007 and 2014 continue to pile up, as you are about to see. U.S. home sales fell dramatically throughout 2007, even as the mainstream media, our politicians, and Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke promised us that everything was going to be just fine and that we definitely were not going to experience a recession. Of course, we remember precisely what followed. And it was the worst economic crisis since the days of the Great Depression. And you know what they say, if we do not learn from history, we are doomed to repeat it. Just like seven years ago, the stock market has soared to all-time high after all-time high. Just like seven years ago, the authorities are telling us that there's nothing to worry about. Unfortunately, just like seven years ago... A housing bubble is imploding, and another great economic crisis is rapidly approaching, says Mr. Schneider. 
He then goes on to share some charts of which I am obviously enabled to do here. So the condensed version of what he had to say is this. Existing home sales in the United States during 2007 declined precipitously throughout the year. In one of his charts, he shows what, hit, what has happened to existing home sales in the United States in recent months as well, and states that if you compare the two charts, you will see that the numbers are eerily similar. Mr. Snyder continues by saying new home sales are also following, following a similar pattern. In fact, we just learned that new home sales, he said, have collapsed at a month low. Stating that sales of new single-family homes dropped sharply last month, which would have been in reference to March of 2014, my friends, as severe weather and high mortgage rates continued to slow the housing recovery. He went on to share the Census Bureau said new home sales fell 14.5% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 385000 down from February's revised pace of 449000 Once again, Mr. Snyder says that this is so similar to what we witnessed back in 2007. He then went on to present another chart that would show how new home sales had declined dramatically throughout the year. He then continued by showing a chart of just what had happened to new home sales during the past several months. Sadly, he said, we have never gotten close to returning to the levels that we were at back in 2007, but even the modest recovery that we have experienced is now quickly unraveling. Mr. Snyder says that if history does repeat, then what we are witnessing right now is a very troubling sign for the months to come. Later in the article, Mr. Snyder states that it is almost as if we're watching a replay of 2007 all over again, and yet no one, no one is talking about this. Everybody wants to believe that this time will be different, he says, and goes on to say the human capacity for self-delusion is absolutely amazing and that there are a lot of other similarities between 2007 and today as well. Just the other day, Mr. Schneider said that he had noted retail stores are closing in the United States at the fastest pace that we have seen since the collapse of Lehman Brothers. And I, your host, Pastor Dana, says, FYI, my friends, in the last few weeks it has been reported that even Walmart is beginning to fail worldwide. Reports show due to high gas prices and bad weather here in the U.S. and foreign failures worldwide that Walmart internationally is in a literal freefall. And that, my friends, reminds me of as late as just yesterday morning when I was listening to a news talk show where one of the speakers made a very strange statement while referencing governmental failure, failures in regards to their many scandals and such, when they jokingly said, quote, it's a good thing that the government does not, that, is, that the government is not in charge of our grocery store food distribution. I found that very strange, my friends. And I say that the hearing of that particular 
statement was no accident, but was for me a warning from the Lord to continue to pay close attention, prophetically speaking. Because soon and very soon, my friends, things are about to take a turn such as never been seen before here in the United States or around the world. Due to the fact that the soon coming open rule and reign of the Satan-inspired Antichrist and false prophet executed political, economical, and religious system is speeding ever towards this planet. And it is at the same time on a collision course with what is called the rapture of those who are ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the one and only Savior of all mankind, who is Jesus Christ, and are the same who are called the Bride of Christ, or the Church, if you please, of whom will be whisked away by him who is called the Bridegroom, who there again is none other than Jesus Christ the one and only begotten Son of the one and only true and living God, creator of heaven, earth, and Israel, and of whose Son is, at the same time, the Christ, in other words, the anointed one of God, which in the case of Jesus translates to him being he who is the only one who is totally, without exception, separated unto God, and means as well that Jesus is the only person who was ever born upon the face of this earth, who lived out his entire life without any sin. And in in return, my friends, it is our hope, our only hope and way of escape from the tyrannical rule and reign of the soon-coming Antichrist and his false prophet, as well as the simultaneous outpouring of the wrath of the one and only true and living God of heaven and the protector of Israel. And my friends, I cannot stress enough that all of what I have just shared with you is on its way soon and very soon. Now, moving back to the article for just a moment, Mr. Snyder continues by stating that back in 2007, we saw margin debt on Wall Street spike dramatically and help fuel a remarkable run in the stock market and that the spike in the margin debt also made the eventual stock market collapse much worse than it had to be. He further states that, just like 2007, consumer credit is totally out of control. It goes on to say that he noted in one recent article during the fourth quarter of 2013, quote, we witnessed the biggest increase in consumer debt in the U.S. that we've seen since 2007. Total consumer credit in the U.S. has risen by 22% over the last three years, and 56% of all Americans have subprime credit at this point. Mr. Snyder then presents this question. Are you starting to get the picture, he asks? It's only seven years later, and the same things that happened just prior to the last great financial crisis are happening again. Only, he says, this time we are in much worse shape to handle an economic meltdown. He then says, the following is a brief excerpt from my recent article entitled, We Are Far Worse Than We Were Just Prior to the Last Great Financial Collapse. None of the problems that caused the last financial crisis, he said, have been fixed. In fact, they have all gotten worse. 
The total amount of debt in the world has grown by more than 40% since 2007. The two big-to-fail banks have grown by 37%. And the colossal derivatives bubble, which is what we're all waiting for to explode, my friends, has spiraled so far out of control, he says, that the only thing left to do is to watch the spectacular crash landing that is inevitably coming. Many have been convinced, Mr. Snyder says, that this next two-year period is going to represent a major turning point for America. Right now, 2014 is turning out to be eerily similar to 2007. In addition, he asks, will 2015 turn out to be a repeat of 2008? And finally, my friends, Mr. Schneider's last notable notation deserves great observation and is very noteworthy and is as follows when he states that, interestingly enough, the 2015 fall time frame converges the climax of the current blood moon tetrad with the next cycle in the harbinger warning to America as put forward by Jonathan Kahn's popular work. I agree, my friends. If you have not read this prophetic book that has, as of December 2013, sold over 1.2 million copies and spent at least 100 weeks on the New York Times bestsellers list, please read it as the Lord moves you. You know what, my friends? And with that said, there's no better place than to take a break right here and... Get ready for the meat of the matter right after this short break. We'll be right back.
friends, the newsboys, once again. Um, The Lord God has to date sent us many warnings concerning the fact that the end of time as we know it is very near. And when it arrives, you and I, my friends, will have need of being sure that we will be slated for eternal life and not eternal damnation. A couple of warnings that the Lord has outlined in his word and that are in play today, such as never before, are the fact that it has been said that when an empire weaves homosexuality into its fabric, its very existence, the next stop on that empire, or shall we say nation's journey, is extinction which I might remind you translates to death, destruction, annihilation, and disappearance. For the word of God says this of them that take part in such treacheries, beginning in Leviticus chapter 18, verses 22 through 30, where the Lord God says by way of the mouth of Moses, his servant, that thou shalt not lie with mankind as womankind, It is an abomination. Neither shall thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down there unto. It is confusion. Defile not yourselves in any of these things. For in all of these the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you. And the land is defiled, therefore I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it. And the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, says the Lord God, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation nor strangers that sojourn among you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done which were before you, and the land is defiled, that the land speweth you not out also when ye defile it, as it spewed out the nations that were before you. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, says the Lord God Almighty, when the soul that commits them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore shall ye keep mine ordinance, says the Lord God, that ye commit not any one of these abominable customs which were committed before you, and that ye defile not yourselves therein. I am the Lord your God. 
The Lord continues on in Romans chapter 1, verses 15 through 32, where the Apostle Paul, under the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, pins these timeless words from the mouth of God to the ears of man, when he says, So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness, or right living in Jesus Christ, my friends, righteousness of God, revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness and ungodliness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, Paul says, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one towards another. Men with men, working that which is unseemingly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, which means your mind becomes without any understanding, my friends, to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignancy, Whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient, disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant, covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Now, last but in no way 
least, my friends, Paul once again says, by way of obedience unto the power and working of God's Holy Spirit, boldly states in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 6 through 13, let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be ye not therefore partakers with them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness, our right living in Jesus, my friends, and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship, the Word of God says, with the unfruitful workers of darkness, but rather reprove them. Which means bring judgment upon their evil ways, my friends. God is love, but he is also a God of judgment. For, the, for it is a shame even to speak of those things, the word of God says, which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whosoever doeth make manifest is light. So, my friends, let the light and love of the Lord Jesus Christ always be found burning brightly in you, that the filth and despicableness of sin be uncovered. This would be also, my friends, a good place as any for me to now say that I do not hate anyone, but the word of God commands us as Christians to hate the sin and love the person. He as well does not tell us to slander or kill them, but rather show them the true love of God, that they may as well and might want to glorify your Father in heaven by way of repenting of their sins and seeking a true personal relationship with his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, that they may as well find healing by way of God's Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. With that said, my friends, the, th- the second thing that has yet to come to pass, but is now very nigh or near even at our doorstep here at 1159 in split seconds, is found in Ezekiel chapter 7 verses 10 through 19, where God once again begins to speak to all mankind by way of the resounding and Holy Ghost filled voice of Ezekiel, as he under the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit spoke These words, behold the day, behold it is come. The morning is gone forth, the rod has blossomed, pride has budded. Violence is risen up into a rod of wickedness. None of them shall remain. My friends, this is a a vision of what's happening in the time that's yet to come, in the time of great tribulation under the rule and reign of the Antichrist. Today is this day of salvation. Be sure that you know the Lord today, because this is what will be happening after the rapture takes place, and those who belong to the Lord have been lifted from this earth. Violence has risen up into a rod of wickedness. None of them shall remain, nor of their multitude, nor of any of theirs, neither shall there be wailing for them. The time has come, the day draweth near. Let not the buyer rejoice nor the seller mourn, for the wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. For the seller shall not return to that which is sold, although they were yet alive. 
for the vision is touching the whole multitude thereof, which shall not return. Neither shall any strengthen himself in his iniquity, in the iniquity of his life. They have blown the trumpet, even to make all ready, but none goeth to battle. For my wrath, says the Lord God Almighty, is upon all the multitudes thereof. The sword is without, and the pestilence and famine within. He that is in the field shall die with the sword, and he that is in the city, famine and pestilence shall devour him. But they that escape of them shall escape, and shall be on the mountains like doves of the valley, all of them mourning, every one for his iniquity. My friends, I want to stop and, and tell you a little story that I, um, I, I saw this video this week. And um, this video was coming out of Syria. And in these Muslim-ruled countries, they're killing Christians left and right. Okay? This is no secret. It is for real. It is happening. And in this particular video, a person had translated what was taking place. And there sat a man uh, on a stone. And he was being spoke to by a man whose back was to the camera. And the person who could speak uh, the language uh, in the Syrian language subtitled this video and was giving us the, you know, what was going on in this video. And what was happening was exactly what will be happening in the time of tribulation, my friends, in the time of great tribulation under the power of Satan that will be working upon this earth. Uh, the man sitting on the stone was being talked to, and he was being told that he needed to say that Allah is one God and Muhammad is his messenger. In other words, he was being told to renounce his Christianity. And he did. And as soon as he had said the words, the person speaking them to him said, he's an infidel, off with his head. And my friends, they proceeded to cut his head off right there in the video. This is what will be happening during the time of tribulation, my friends, the time of great tribulation, the second three and a half years of the seven-year period of tribulation. You will either take the mark of the beast during that time, or you will do as the Lord says here, but they that escape of them shall escape and shall be on the mountains like doves of the valleys, all of them mourning every one for his iniquity. This is a twofold message right here, my friends, because that's what will literally be taking place in Israel as Israel goes through the time of Jacob's trouble, which is the second three and a half years of the time of tribulation, known as the time of great tribulation and the outpouring of the wrath of God. But it is also a vision of them that will give their lives for the Lord Jesus Christ because they know in their hearts they cannot denounce the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though they're on the other side of the rapture, they have now come into a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and will lose their heads for it. But one moment after they take their last breath here, they will be in paradise with the Lord Jesus Christ and the rest of us who have already gone, my friends. But 
My friends, don't think that you'll do that on the other side of the rapture if you're living in the here and now and know that you need to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ because it won't happen. If you know now that you should have a personal relationship and good standing with the Lord Jesus Christ and wait till the other side until the rapture comes and you're left behind, you'll be the first person in line for the mark of the beast because the time of grace will have just ran out. And only those on the other side of the rapture that will receive the Lord Jesus Christ are those that the Lord God has appointed. And he knows that in this life that we live right now, they have not received the clear message yet that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life. And they will then be given their opportunity. But unfortunately, they will have to pay with their lives to enter into the kingdom of God then. Verse 17 says, All hands shall be feeble, and all knees shall be as weak as water. They shall all gird themselves with sackcloth, and horror shall cover them, and the shame shall be upon all their faces, and baldness upon their heads. And here is the verse, my friends, that we've all waited for. And this is what goes with your economic uh, collapse and meltdown that is coming. Because it's just like the flood of Noah. They had never seen rain before the flood of Noah that took them all away. And only eight people, the family of Noah, was saved by God because everyone else chose to believe that they were building the boat for no reason at all. They were blinded by Satan, my friends. And the verse for us today is something that has never happened to this date yet, but is on the way and it will soon and very soon take place, and it will usher in the time of the Antichrist and his false prophet, and it will usher in the mandatory uh, taking of the mark of the beast during the second three and a half years of the time of tribulation, known as the time of great tribulation. And this verse is about to take place. They shall cast their silver into the streets, and their gold shall be removed. Their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. They shall not satisfy their souls, neither fill their bowels, because it is the stumbling block of their iniquity. My friends, soon and very soon, the Lord God, according to his plan, will send his one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ, to collect all who are ready, watching, and waiting for his imminent return, and unexpected by those who live in the world and walk in sin. Then, just as the word of God states, the time of the Antichrist will be unleashed upon the the godless, ungodly, and perverse of this world for the period of 42 months or three and a half years, as outlined in the word of God, and it is set to take place in the second half of the seven-year period of the tribulation and is known as the time of great tribulation, the time of the outpouring of the wrath of God, as well as the time of Jacob's trouble, which is in reference to those who will be living in Israel at that time. And my friends, just as sure as the word of God says, the power of Satan, which will be allowed for a time, and a time, and a time and a half, which is three and a half years, my friends, by God, will be carried out by way of the man of sin, or as he's commonly known, the Antichrist, 
along with his false prophet, by way of the one-world economic, political, and false religious system, which will surely bring in bondage such as has never been seen before, nor shall ever be seen again at its end. So, my friends, now, having been made aware this day of what the word of the Lord says, is this not as the Lord God says in his word, the day of salvation? Will you not, shall you not, my friends, receive the gift of the one and only true and living God whose very own son paid the price of yours and my sins upon the cross of Calvary that you and I might be free to receive eternal life and not eternal damnation? in the lake of fire that burneth with fire and brimstone for all eternity. My friends, if today you want to know that you know, that you know without a doubt that you're ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ whenever he calls you home, please take this time to hear the plan of salvation or your way of escape that has only been made possible by way of the precious and holy shed blood of the only Savior of all mankind, that is, of all mankind who will call upon his name. And his name is Jesus Christ. For in John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, Jesus himself says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, should not perish, but hath everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. My friends, it says might be saved because you have a free will given to you at birth from God. And it's your choice in whom you will choice, choose to serve for all eternity. It is your choice. He that believeth on him is not condemned, the word of God says, but he that believeth not in the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And my friends, his name is Jesus Christ. Uh, You know what? Muhammad doesn't have a son, and that is one of the tenets of their faith. That is one thing that they make sure that people understand. They serve a solo God, okay? Uh, He has no son. They make that very clear. The one and only true and living God, there is no other living God except Jesus Christ, my friends, and the Spirit of God that lives in him, which is his Father. My friends, you will notice that there's a pattern here. The Lord God says, he that believeth on him, who is Jesus Christ, is not condemned. Here is a thread that we need to follow. He that believeth on him, who is Jesus Christ, is not condemned. But he that believeth not on him, who is Jesus Christ, is already condemned, says the word of God, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God, And there again, his name is Jesus Christ. My friends, 
If you will notice, you can go to translations of the Bible today, and you will find, in most cases, that the word begotten in this scripture is not there. It'll say his only son or whatever, but I got news for you. Jesus is not God's only son because we are sons and daughter of God through Jesus Christ. We are made heirs to the throne, my friends, when we come into a perfect relationship with his one and only begotten son. My friends, Jesus Christ was born of no man's seed. Mary was impregnated by God through the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. God can create something out of nothing. And his son is not nothing because he was from eternity past. He's in eternity present and he's in our eternity future to come, my friends. And this is the difference between the one and only true and living God and all other so-called paths to eternal life or to whatever they want to call it. There is no such thing as reincarnation, my friends. We live forever, either here on the earth in our bodies or in one of two places in our spirits for eternity, which is heaven or the lake of fire. Hell is just a stopover, my friends. It's cast into the lake of fire at the end of time and as we know it. Continuing on in John chapter 3, verses 34 through 36, John tells of Jesus, For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. No, Jesus Christ was fully man and fully God. He was enveloped by the Spirit of God. He had he is no one, he's God in, in the flesh, my friends. This is the thing people need to understand. And the world, the Bible says, and the world received him not. They rejected him because they're looking for something that is non-existent. And this is how their minds are being shaded by Satan. Satan has a hold in this world, my friends. And hopefully it's not on your mind, body, and spirit. For he whom God has sent speaketh the word of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. The Father loveth the Son, and has given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, says the word of God, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. Furthermore, my friends, in, in uh, Jesus says in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, which are some of the most awesome scriptures, that, you know, if you just had these six scriptures, there's no reason that you would not understand that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life and that you must receive him as your Savior. If this was the only piece of the Bible you ever had or read, this is enough to save your soul or to condemn it. Because this is the truth of God. And it says in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, Jesus speaking says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, which is a title, my friends, not a name. Believe also in me, Jesus said. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I, Jesus said, would have told you. I, Jesus said, go to prepare a place for you. And if I, Jesus said, 
go and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, which is the name of God, my friends. Moses wanted to know what to call God, and he said, tell them, I am. Jesus said, if, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, Jesus said, you know, and the way or the method on how to get there, my friends, you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way or the method. The truth and the life, no man comes unto the Father but by me, Jesus said. My friends, these are powerful words. And as I said, if you only had those six scriptures in your whole life, there would be no reason for you not to understand that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life. And in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, Paul lays out for us, by way of the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, the way of our escape. In other words, God's plan of salvation by way of the death, burial, and resurrection of his one and only begotten Son, which signifies that he is uh, a product of God only and no man on this earth, my friends. That's what the word begotten sets Jesus apart from all other people on the earth. His one and only begotten Son, whose name is Jesus Christ. When Paul begins by saying in verse 9 that, listen closely, my friends, because this is how you receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. And this is how you begin your personal relationship with him. And it builds from here. And my friends, it is glorious once you get rolling in it. The world, I've been there, my friends. I am not perfect. No one is. I've been in the world, and today I would not trade my personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ for anything upon this earth. Nothing. In verse 9 of Romans chapter 10, Paul begins to lay out the plan of God's salvation for each and every one of us. We all must come the same way, my friends. There are, contrary to popular belief, not many ways to heaven. There is only one way to heaven. It is upon the straight and narrow path, and few there be that find it, says Jesus, and it is through a personal relationship with him. My friends, it is the requirement of God for eternal life because his one and only begotten son paid for it with his blood. Verse 9 says that if thou or you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou or you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, or right living in Jesus Christ, as I like to say, my friends, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. 
for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever, my friends, shall call upon the name, here's that thread again, my friends, of the Lord shall be saved. Finally, my friends, for all those who really just have no regard for the one and only true and living God, creator of heaven, earth, and Israel, and all mankind, nor any regard for their eternal life, and who would rather live what they call a fun and sinful life in the eyes of God, and in the end be cast into the lake of fire that burns with fire and brimstone for eternity, have only this, which is found in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, to look forward to, which plainly states their final destination for all eternity, and is thusly spoken by John the Revelator as he proclaims the word of God and says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life, which is the book where your name is written, my friends, when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ and walk in an upright relationship with him throughout your life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. It has an S on the end, my friends, books, because there's volumes and volumes and volumes of books written throughout the history of this world of names that will not be entering into the eternal kingdom of God, but rather cast into the lake of fire with Satan, his antichrist, and false prophet, and all like-minded people who rejected the free gift of God through the precious and holy shed blood of his one and only begotten Son. And it says that those people who were judged out of those things which were written in the books were judged according to their works. My friends, there again, contrary to popular belief, you cannot get to heaven through good works. It just is not happening. The Lord God in his word says, it is not my opinion, it's what the Lord says. He says that works aside from a personal relationship with his one and only begotten son are as filthy rags and will not be received. That is why it's reiterated over and over again right here in the final judgment of God. It says, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Aside from the personal relationship of the Lord Jesus Christ that they could have been walking in, my friends. Verse 14 says, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. My friends, you are to die once upon this earth, and then it's a spiritual death if you're cast into the lake of fire. Not that you will die, you will live on for eternity in torment and be able to look into the halls of heaven and view every person who ever tried to tell you that you needed a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, but reject it. But they, my friends, will never remember you because there are no tears in heaven. Verse 15 says, and this is the word of God, my friends. 
And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And with that said, my friends, today, I'm just going to cut to the chase. If you need a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and you see these things coming upon us, food prices are going out of control, gas prices are going out of control, people are dying left and right. This week, uh, just past week, there's been seven people killed on the roads in Arizona and wrong way drivers. Uh, We just never know when our lives are going to end, my friends. Be ready, watching and waiting for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you leave here before that, my friends, at least know that you know that you know that you will be with the Lord when you arrive. Let us pray. My friends, if you need a personal relationship with the Lord today, the Lord Jesus Christ, the only Savior of all mankind, please take the time to repeat this prayer with me. There's no special formula. It's you're calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the Word of God says. And anything that you want to say is fine, my friends. But it needs to include the fact that you know that you're a sinner and that you are in need of a Savior and that you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart by him forgiving you of your sins and that you, from this point on, will begin to walk in the statutes and commandments of God that God has required of every mankind, my friends. With that said, let us pray. And please, my friends, pray this prayer out loud with me because words create things. God created the universe by saying, let there be light. When you speak, it creates, my friends, either good or bad. And in this case, it will be creating from the Lord God your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Dear Lord God, we humbly come before your throne this day. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing and all that you've yet to do. Lord God, I thank you for the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying upon the cross and shedding your precious and holy blood for the covering of my sins. And I ask you today with a broken spirit and contrite heart, Lord Jesus, to please forgive me of my sins and to receive me into your fold And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would walk with me and guide me and lead me into all truth and righteousness and bring all things to my remembrance. And help me know God's word, know it well and know it correctly for myself, that I'll be ready watching and waiting for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord Jesus, I know that you're faithful and true to do that which you have promised. And I know that this day you have heard my prayer and that I am now your child. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. Thank you once again for tuning in today for Streams in the Desert Live internet radio radio broadcast here on the Double Wide Network. Folks, don't forget to visit streamsaz.org daily on the web for updates on prophetic news from around the world. And stay connected with me via social media, Twitter, and by the Streams in the Desert live landing page at doublewidenetwork.com forward slash streams in the desert. This is Pastor Dana saying shalom and blessings to you all in the mighty name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, my Lord, Master, Savior, soon coming King and Messiah, yours too, I hope. 
And until we meet again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. for the Streams in the Desert live internet radio broadcast, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace, which only comes by way of a personal relationship with his one and only begotten Son, whose name is Jesus Christ. Until we meet again, Shalom, Shalom. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on DoubleWideNetwork.com, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily located on the DoubleWideNetwork.com Streams in the Desert Live landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?